Oh boy, and we're back. What is Jackie Demics, man? Welcome to another episode of Off the Record Podcast. Y'all see the applause. Keep it going. Keep it going. Stand innovation. Get up on them feet. And let me tell you how this, man. The applause that's going on now is not only for this podcast. Matter of fact, y'all good, y'all good, y'all good, y'all good, y'all good. The applause is definitely because, you know, I'm taking the claim this year. I am the best hip-hop journalist that's ever lived. Fuck who came before me. They never did shit. You know what I've realized about hip-hop journalism people? It's the laziest bunch of motherfuckers in the world. I'm going to get to this, you know, and I hate to start my podcast off with a little rant, but, like, the laziness in hip-hop when it comes to journalism is disgusting. First and foremost, let me just put out there now. I watch every website leech off of my Instagram page for four years straight. No absolute journalism at all. You know, you know, you know what everybody type because I have the Google, um, the Google alerts on. All these niggas write articles is on. Well, so and so commented on Axe page. Act posted this. So and so said this. Like the whole thing is narrating what happens on my Instagram page. Like my Instagram page is hip hop. Well, it kind of is. It's like a shadow man. But still, we're gonna talk about it anyway. The, the, the majority of journalists in hip-hop, they're garbage. Okay, it's the reason why it didn't even take much for me to be the best. But also, here's the thing. I, I realized this really quickly when I went into Complex. And this is the reason why no journalist working at a company could ever fuck with a nigga like Big Ack or really most independent creators or entrepreneurs that do this hip-hop shit. You're getting paid on the clock. Nine to five. Nothing wrong with it. Everybody's cool with being a, Like, there's nothing wrong with having a job. But it's only so much you're going to care when you're getting paid nine to five. You know what happens when I'm when I'm like sleeping and it's 2 a.m. and something pops off? I have to like hop out of bed like fucking Ray Mysterio off the canvas, motherfucker. I got to work nonstop. There's no hours. You got to put your last in this. You got to you got to try to compete. I remember going into motherfucking complex. And, you know, Big Act never lies. But I kind of had to tell a little white lie one day. I'm going to tell you how. I'm kicking complex ass in numbers. Beat my ass. They bring me in. It's for everyday struggle. They say, yo, I want to talk to you. Got all the little executive dudes. Like, like, you know what I mean? Everybody got little nice little corner offices. Everybody looks great. But they were failing. And they were failing and losing to me. How? This is why I'm the best. Here's the thing. They said, no, first of all, I walk in a building it's like a farm. You ever, you ever heard about a streaming farm? It's just a farm of niggas. People writing articles. Oh, you're... Click, click, click. Everybody's doing... There's a million things going on. Million writers. Million editors. Million, like, now they're trying to do video. Million people, they're out there. They got so many people hired. You're thinking, it's no way you could beat an entire conglomerate system. I estimated it was about 400 niggas that worked up there. So for them, they were trying to figure out how was one nigga beating us. So again, I always felt, and I described the story as I was going behind enemy lines. The first day, I'm like, yo, they're probably trying to do some studies on me. And shit, I'm going to get to see how a big conglomerate runs their shit. Okay, we're in the office. We're talking. You know what they say? You say, how many people do you have working for you? Now, Grant, I've just seen 400. There's a computer every, like, two feet. And honestly, at that time, 
it was only me. But I felt I wasn't, I was trying to uh, 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 present myself a little bit more official. And if I told him it was just me, it would belittle what I was trying to present. So I told him, I was like, oh, I got like five or six. And even then, they were like, what? Oh, my God. They were fucking in awe. You know why? They had 400 stiffs working at their company that couldn't get the job done to the same level as me. How does one guy outwork 400? Let me tell you how. Passion, determination. And it's one of the reasons why I don't knock people being employees, but this is why I have a hard time hiring people. Y'all want to work for academics? How, what's your value? And I'd say that to anybody. What's your value? What's your value if I hire you and I know I'm still going to outwork you? Gr granted, I'm getting the millions. It's cool. But if I know you don't give a fuck about what I'm building because I'll put my last energy, I'll make the ultimate sacrifices to get what I got to get done here and do what I got to do. If I know that nobody else will do it for this company, just like they won't do it for Complex or XXL or nowhere else, how much are you valuable? See, the thing with, is with all these companies that just hire people is that, yeah, maybe you have like, quote, unquote, a chain of command and you could delegate, but you don't have people who are so passionate about what they're doing and actually think that they're building something that's bigger than themselves. You know why? At the end of the day, they're working for that weekly paycheck. They're working for the paid time offs. They're working for the measly health benefits, which they're barely getting any. And they're just working just to pay their rent. It's much different than when this is your livelihood, your passion, and all you care about in life. Not shitting on anyone. But it's the reason why when if I hire somebody to work on the vision of academics... They'll never work harder than me. I have no employee that works harder than me. I will put that on the Bible. None. None. When they sleep because they're like, well, I, I put in about eight hours. My paycheck's going to come in. I'm up tirelessly. And this is why hip-hop fails. Because the majority of people, they're, they're recappers. This is what journalism and hip-hop is. We recap. Tell you what's going on. It's rare you find people who bring new information to the forefront and is willing to stick on it. These days, and I've seen it really turn to this over the last couple of years, you know who breaks the most hip-hop news? TMZ. TMZ, who really don't know the culture, breaks the majority of hip-hop news, and everybody just says, oh, well, it's TMZ. But this is where I feel offended. Because I break my fair share. I break more than every other company. Hip-hop DX, they don't break shit. They got to break shit. Double XL, the source. How do you, they don't do, come on. So anyway, and I'm going to tell you why the point of me even saying that. The point of me saying that is this. And it's interesting how, like, you know, people have came to the place where when TMZ says something, it's like automatically facts. But I heard some 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 little weasel recently say like, if Axe says something that we don't know or it's not public info, why should we believe him? And I looked at it, I'm like, these motherfuckers really blindly believe TMZ, but they forgot my contributions to this shit. 
lot of these motherfuckers forgot that I'm the one who brought the motorsport like on a, 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 a never heard before, never before heard verse to the forefront. I was the first reporter. Six nine got locked up on Rico charges. I'm the one who, by the way, TMZ called to confirm and get the details on that they could verify independently for themselves that Lil Durk in India. I was the one who broke that Lil Durk in India had a shootout. I did it on my stream while drinking Henny. These other motherfuckers, how you gonna compete with a nigga who's living this shit while when you clock out, you're in some hipster bar just doing dumb shit? You can't compete. And if I sat here and named everything I've broke and every story that I've been intricately a part of, it would be like ridiculous. So it just comes down to respect. Still a lot of people, they haven't gotten the respect of, 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 of Akia. They don't respect me. But they've yet to prove that I ain't telling the truth. So we're going to get there, but I, I do want to recap my last, you know, 24 hours. Man, ah, oh boy. Salute to Tyler, the creator. If you don't know, I was trying to get him on the pod. You know, I, I seen he did a show, Hot 97 Morning Show. And, um, you know, you, you had like Rosen Dweeb, like, who's just fucking, you know, slobbing. <laughs> like, yo, he's fucking, he's trying to slurp homie up. You know what I mean? Because he's one of them niggas who think that, yo, you know, he's a white dude. So, like, yo, he got to get props by giving the black dudes, like, who can rap, like, some type of credit because he can feel like he's more in the culture. Fuck out of here. Anyway, sucking this nigga off, okay? Disgusting. Not even wipe his mouth. It's going crazy. And you know what Tyler Creator says on their show? Yo, I wish Ak would post and show a nigga like me you love more. He don't, I don't think Ak fuck with me. So they're over there sucking him off, and he's saying, shit, I ain't going to lie to you. I wake up every day, and I check Axe's page, and sometimes I don't feel like I'm, I'm included enough because I don't see myself on this page. Shows you the hierarchy of shit, right? Exactly. So he said that, and, and, and a lot of people sent me the clip, and I was like, yo, no, I fuck with you, brother. Like, There's nothing that makes me not fuck with Tyler, the creator. Granted, sometimes the content we cover isn't like, you know, I think he's, he's kind of like an eclectic type of rapper. You know what I mean? He's really good at rapping. But, like, you know, sometimes his style swag. You know what I mean? Of course, like, yo, he's been all over the place. And, like, uh, uh, recently, like, he's definitely, he's, you know, since Kendrick's been out of the uh, um, out of the way a little bit, he's taken concept albums and kind of, like, lived it and, and kind of brought it back and really, like, giving us these great bodies of work where they're, like, completely together. But I'm going to be honest, like, you know, not every one of his projects everybody's going to get. Like, you know what I mean? The Flower Boy album where he was like, you know, double dutching in and out of the closet. Like, man, I thought it was some good rapping, but like I, I, the the message and like w w what he was trying to do creatively and trying to convey like whatever his thoughts were at that time didn't really hit with me like at that point. I'm like, uh, okay. So again, I do have some respect for him. Anyway, people hit me up. They say, yo, he's in New York City. And by the way, y'all can all do this. If y'all see an artist who's in New York City, hit a, hit a nigga up. Yo, act. So-and-so's in New York City. Get him on the pod. Let me know, like, right before they get here. You can't tell me the last day they're here, right? I'm a, I read all your DMs. I hit Tyler Crate. I say, yo, Tyler, come pop on the pod. Come holler and talk to your boy, Ack. You know, um, salute to him. And, you know, uh, um, he hits me back and he says, yo, yo, Ack, I can't. You know, you got to imagine he's here doing two back-to-back -back Master Square Garden shows. He's booked up. He said, yo, I can't do that. But he's like, yo, if you can, come to my show. And, you know, I have tickets for you to send third. You feel me? And salute to him. Dope-ass performance. 
the concert crazy. Like, yo, his crowd is, is, is very interesting to see. Like, you know what I mean? One time, one thing about going to concerts, especially of artists that I don't listen to all the time, is seeing the audience that does listen to them all the time and kind of seeing and reading that demographic. I remember doing the same thing for um, Russ. You know, I've done I've, I've done it for, well, Uzi. I kind of felt like I don't know what Uzi is. Um... The Drake demographic was a little, was 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 interesting. At least the concert demographic, and and I went. When was that? Twenty sixteen. This this was whenever the height of beef was with him and Meek. Remember going to that concert? I went to the one in Philly. Yeah, I'm messy. Yeah, because everybody was like, "Is he going to perform back to back in Philly?" <laughs> of course he did. Um, and when I was there, I remember just seeing like dudes who were like sixty five with like fucking. They had just like. Chancletas on and like they were just like just saying I got my eyes like it was little kids to old dudes to like you know Russian women like it, the, the demographic was just everywhere to like little thugs like in the corner it was like yeah I'm just okay zero to one hundred okay they waiting for future like it, it was that crazy if you ask me so in reality I've been kind of just waiting and you know um trying to see like what Somebody like a Tyler, the creator fan base would be. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's kind of like that odd future. Because also, here's the thing, too. Remember when Tyler, the creator had that camp flogged on? And, and I've been wondering for the longest, what the fuck is the type of audience that boos Drake? If you boo Drake, there's something wrong with you. Right? However, I was there last night. By the way, they went crazy for this motherfucker. But I can understand why they boo Drake. Okay. <laughs> okay. They don't. They don't. How do I say this nice? They don't look like the motherfuckers who want to hear girls want girls from girls Nah, they don't hear that shit. Nope, 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 nope. They don't want to hear that shit at all. I understand why they was they were standing there with their arms folded like nigga, give us Frank Ocean or we're throwing tomatoes. Fuck that. Anyway, uh salute to salute to Tyler the Creator. We'll get him on the pot at some point. Man, yo, tell me why I went to the movies, right? I went to the movies for the first time like in a year. And Jesus Christ, what is going on? Yo, I'm going to blame Biden for all of this shit, man. But also, I'm going to blame all these little PPP loans that came out and stimmies, this and there. Because I don't think niggas want to work no more. The last time I went to the movies before this was probably like, I got to say like two years ago. And truthfully, the experience was just way different. You know, like I go to these dining theaters. I don't know if you've ever been to an AMC dining theater, right? You go to these theaters. You basically, like, get seated, right? Like, you and whoever you're with, like, in a line or whatever. And, and y'all all have, like, a tray in front of y'all. Y'all have, like, a chair that fucking is super comfortable, super oversized. You could basically fold it down. You could basically be laying there watching the fucking movie. You get me? Like, it's really comfortable. And they're serving you food and alcoholic beverages, if you want. This time I go, I guess they don't have enough people working there. Or maybe something with covid I got. I got to imagine it's there. They don't have enough workers. It was the most disgusting experience I've ever had. First and foremost, they're not even serving food in the shit no more. And I know I'm probably. I seem like privileged complaining about this shit, but it's a reason why I go to this one particular movie theater. Right? They're not serving food in this bitch no more. The drinks you got to go get yourself at the bar. Okay, cool. I get the drink. We're watching Batman. Okay, now let me tell you why I even went to the movie theater. Like, y'all know when y'all deal with that girl and she kind of is looking at you like, 
You don't take me nowhere. We never leave the house. You're ashamed of me. Like, she's just going. Like, I'm like, fuck. So I've been promising. I'm like, yo, yo, we're going to leave the house soon. The thing that women also don't understand is like, yo, a lot of dudes like me, like, I'm so fucking motivated and driven. I only get enjoyment out of my work. Like, every day I get up, and I don't, I don't be like, yo, I'm just bored today. <sighs> but I get up, I'm like, yo, I got this to do. I got this to do. It's work. You know what I mean? And also, like, you know, maybe... Uh, she's like 22 So like Maybe like At that age She just wants to like You know fucking explore the, I don't know what the fuck She wants to do Anyway me What I want to do Is just do Is work every day Like I get excited over work But I've kind of Other than that college phase I went through There was a phase in college Where it was all about like You know Living those experiences Once I kind of got out of that Which was about I feel like it was about like 22 All I cared to do Was work That was what gave me The excitement in life I wanted to do it every single day. But also I was an entrepreneur at heart always. Which means, I, like, I don't think of nine to fives. I don't think of days off. I think of just living and living is working. So maybe I'm a little bit different. So I have no problem with like, oh shit, like not going to the movies and all those type of bullshit. Like, what does that even fucking matter? Like, if, if I want to see something, I'll bootleg it. Or I watch it for the last like half an hour I have of like, you know, being awake right before I fall asleep. I watch it on Netflix or something on a smart TV. Anyway, I bring this chick out. Just to get her to shut the fuck up. She's nagging me. Okay, all right, cool. We go out. All right, she's cheesing like a motherfucker. She's just happy. Oh my God. Just glad we're out. You know what I mean? Also, I think girls go through that mentally where they're like, yo, they're trying to figure out if their only, you know what I mean? Their only, their only purpose for you is to fuck. And they're like, yo, if you don't take me out or if you're not seen in public with me or if you're not doing an activity with me, I'm going to think I'm only just your comrade, like on some real shit. I'm being very blunt and honest. Right. So like just doing a gesture of like, yo, hey, listen, yo, we're going to top golf. Yo, we're going to the movies. It's like, oh, shit. Like, yo, this nigga, this nigga likes me and this nigga, whatever, whatever. So, OK, do it. Just shut it the fuck up. She says, yo, let's watch Batman. Now, I don't even know what's still playing in theaters. Okay, like, some of these movies, I've never even, like, I've never realized how detached, because I do have cable on, like, one TV in, in my big-ass crib, but, like, I don't really watch TV. I watch stuff on the internet, and I even caught myself the other day, I was bootlegging an NF, uh, uh, NBA game, like, in, um, down here in my streaming room to watch with uh, uh, my homies on Discord, while I could have went upstairs and watched the thing in full HD on my 85 inch TV It was really like I don't even give a fuck About TV at all Only reason I was Watching the game And I bootlegged The game pretty much Was just to kick it With my online friends To talk about it In Discord And to in place like Bets or whatever On FanDuel It just goes to show Like certain shit I don't give a fuck about I, I say that to say I don't even know What's playing She says alright let's, let's go watch Batman Now I don't know If you know Maybe I am getting old I don't know but what Batman used to be was a nigga who didn't smile a lot, whatever, whatever. He was kind of a serious character a little bit. But he was a little bit cool. Like, between Bruce Wayne and Batman was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Kick-ass. You know what I mean? Got all the cool gadgets and third. I don't know what the fuck changed. This Batman I'm watching, full fucking emo. Actually, half emo, half sus. Disgusting. He's in his feelings. Talking about what his dad wasn't, his dad didn't do, his dad wasn't here for him. He's trying to find like his dad's roots. What is that? Like all his dad stuff. Like the nigga look like a fatherless child, man. Like I'm like, yo, yo, what's wrong with this bitch ass nigga? Go get a 23 of me. Fuck is going on? 
So I'm here, I'm watching this nigga. I'm like, yo, this is this is not the Batman I'm used to. This nigga look pale as shit. Look like he's never gotten a, never gotten 40 minutes of sunlight, never got a tan, never even got a spray on tan or a vitamin D. This nigga just look weird. Then I'm watching this shit and I'm like, yo, this is, man, this is whack, man. And I'm watching it and then I just watch how like really, because when you watch movies these days, it's almost like a, a, a it epitomizes what's going on in like society because they write some of these movies to appeal to that. They introduce like, I believe Catwoman's character, like, yo, Catwoman, a whole gangster. She like doing all type of shit, finessing niggas, drugging niggas. On some now on some Cardi B shit, chill, 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 chill. But like she doing the most, like she going crazy. She like she winning out here, you know what I mean? Like she's finessing niggas, robbing them, everything. She's 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 a villain. Well, actually, is she a villain? Who knows? Doing a thing. Compared to her, Batman's a whole bitch. And I'm watching this shit. And I'm like, yo, this is exactly how society paints paints shit. The males are bitches. And the women's are gangsters. The women finesse. Women are applauded for finessing. Right? Think about it. So, like, in a movie, like, Catwoman is stealing this and third. Women in real life are applauded and encouraged to go get your bag, sis. Finesse that nigga. Let him spend on you. And the dudes, if you're not just completely a spineless hoe, you're actually seen as misogynist. So, like, I'm seeing it, and I'm seeing kind of, like, some vague parallels. I'm like, nah, I can't fuck with this. It's a fucking action movie. That's why, I like, that's why, I like, superheroes, like, motherfucking Black Panther. Like, that, that was, like, that was a man. That's why, I like, Iron Man. Little cocky, arrogant nigga. What's up with these new beta, emo, like, super? I don't want to watch that. Anyway, and by the way, if you didn't know, it's the same shit that, that they fucked up. Endgame, you know, Avengers Endgame with, all of a sudden, you got the Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, you got all these fucking dudes who trying to beat Thanos' ass, and then you have Marvel woman just popping out of the blue, told my, oh, I, I just came from a hair appointment, I'm here to show up. What the fuck? They had this whole little feminist scene, like, yo, listen, man, come on, man, I'm a feminist myself, but hold on, man, like, let's not fucking ruin the, the movies and shit. The Batman they casted was the worst Batman ever, man. I can't watch a superhero movie if I feel I could beat the Batman's ass up. I'm looking at him like, yo, nigga, you look frail as shit, man. Anyway, I do want to get into, uh, since I'm the best hip-hop journalist of all time, right? I do want to get into one thing. I've <clears throat> been seeing it everywhere. Everybody want to know, Ak, what do you think? What's going on? Is your boy getting broke? I'm like, who? What y'all mean, like, my boy getting broke? They say, yo, nah, brother, we've seen the rumors, we've seen the stories, your boy, 6ix9ine, is broke as fuck. Now, uh, I'm going to quickly bring this up because, you know, again, and this is why I understand I'm the best journalist ever because when I report some shit, everybody want mad details. This and third. Context. Context matters, right? Remember, I reported one little fact about the, the Magna Stallion shit. Now people want context because they want to make sure Tory is still seen as guilty. They put out, and it's another news organization, all hip-hop, they put out that uh, um, 6 9 is broke. Nobody gives a fuck about the context, but we're going to get into it a little bit here. So, right? so let me pull this little article up. Everybody was running with it. Here we go. Uh, right here. 
6ix9ine is struggling to make ends meet and is in fear of his life. Holy shit. Look at this shit right here. Where did he get this picture of? Okay. Rap star Takashi admitted that he's going broke. He has no record deal. He's struggling to make ends meet. Read more about the shocking revelations. The Brooklyn rapper's deal with the 10,000 projects expired last month. And has not released new music since home confinement in 2020. He has a publishing deal, but his royalty account remains on cool, blah, blah, blah. Right now, I'm struggling. This is a quote for Takashi, supposedly. I'm struggling to make ends meet. I don't know if I ever will command the kind of advances I was paid for my rest and my career stalled. Okay. They also um, put like some, some parts of the court documents here so you can see it. And this is apparently him making a declaration in court before going to a hearing. So I did receive large advances under the, under the recording artists and merchandising agreements prior to my arrest. However, I do not receive any royalties under those agreements either since my royalty accounts remain recouped. I've tried, I've had to try to restart my career after the release from prison because I was out of business for two years, which caused me to lose momentum. I achieved also COVID, blah, blah, blah. This is my present income supports myself, two infant children and their mother, my mother and my brother. What the hell? I thought his baby mama said he wasn't supporting them. Anyway. My my account knows blah 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 blah. Okay, the greatest journalism of all time, Big Act, will explain what you are hearing first and foremost. And let me speak about it. So, in layman's terms, which you won't see from this article because the article knows it's going to get the most clicks if they paint Takashi Six Nine in the light that he is failing, he is down bad, and he is broke. Right now, I'm going to still address each of those facts objectively because there are certain things that are being put in record by him, which I think you could pull the story. So I'm not saying the story is bullshit. What I am saying though, is here's the context, right? Just like how, you know, context matters with everything else, except this. The Gachi six, nine is being sued by two people, which by the way, I don't know why no, none of these articles mentioned his finances is saying that he's being sued by two people. They want $10 million. They want $10 million because they say they caught PTSD when him, Shadi, and like four other scoundrels robbed some other nigga at the This Is 50 building. Now, the people who are suing ain't even the people who got PTSD. It's not even them. You get me? It's people who say they witnessed it. And actually, no, to be honest, I think one of them might be someone who was involved in it. Well, nothing was taken from them because, remember, if you don't know, like, there's a video, and we're going to get to the video in a second. 6ix9ine was in a car, filmed the video of of basically shouting them, hopping out to rob the guy. I think it was like Scumlord Dizzy, right? Two people have teamed up to sue 6ix9ine. They want $5 million each. So because they're claiming they can't sleep, they be waking up in cold sweats. They claim they can't go to the bank no more because one of them was saying they were going to, to the bank or something. They said they can't go to the bank no more. They said their whole life is in shambles because Takashi 6ix9ine and his crew robbed that person at gunpoint. It's the first time they've seen a gun like that. The first time... 
They thought somebody was going to die. <coughs> Classic PTSD shit. Those people, they're submitting. And by the way, this is all like, you know, going into this is a civil case, right? So you got to submit a lot of shit. So they're submitting their, their medical history, their mental history, all that type of stuff. To kind of like, you know, substantiate these claims. They're trying to say, and this went down in April, like 2018. 6 ix defense is this. Before we get to the money. How did I give y'all PTSD? I didn't even get out of the car. I didn't rob y'all. I was just filming. And you're only suing me. By the way, they're not suing the people who pulled the gun. So there was like three or four other people who hopped out with Shadi, right? None of those people are getting sued. It's only 6ix9ine. The guy who, by the way, the person who claimed they got PTSD from being robbed, they didn't even see 6ix9ine because 6ix9ine was in a car. So they're, the nigga they're suing is nobody involved in the, well, you, you can say technically 6ix9ine is involved in robbery. They're not suing anybody who hopped out the car. They're suing the guy who filmed it. But, but, but then they're trying to, like, piggyback on the federal case to say, well, he planned it. Okay, cool. So that's 6ix9ine's whole defense to say, bro, how, how are you suing me, not everybody else? Like, this is clearly a money grab, blah, blah. Now, where does the $10 million come from? They go through, like, this whole thing. And I read the whole documents, by the way. This is why I'm the best journalist of all time. They go through this whole thing. And they had multipliers, this and third, and they come up with this figure of $5 million per person or per victim, right? And six nines people in terms of like, you know, um, submitting back to the court and kind of like, you know, figuring out what damages, if it was to be, if he was supposed to be guilty, should be. And it's kind of almost like, you know, uh, in, a, in a roundabout way, uh, a soft way of like, you know, um, settling. He's like, yo, this will be valid if they were asking for like, you know, max 25K. And they point out to some other cases where people who claim they have PTSD, that's the max they ever got, $25,000. These people want $5 million each, $10 million, right? So 6 ix legal team presents that, yo, hey, usually in these cases, we haven't seen people got more than 25000 Why are they asking for like, you know, the amounts of $10 million, right? Okay. Now to the finances, and this is where it's very interesting. Because, um, and also, you can't lie to the court, right? So you're not going to go to the court and be like, oh, no, like, I only made this, but in reality, you made a lot more, right? 6 9 submitted, and by the way, these aren't legal tax forms, but it's preliminary, um, prelim preliminary accountant statements from his uh, accountant, right? His businessman, whatever the case is. And I looked at it, and a lot of it makes sense. 6 9 received $9 million in the year of um, in the year of 2020. That's when he got out. And that was because he signed a deal for $13 million. It was like $9.7 million he got. You, you see it on paper. Actually, let me see if I can scroll down to it and find it. They don't got it? Uh, yeah, they have the royalty statements up here. Anyway, what that money is from, and this is why I keep telling you about rappers. Like, you know, rappers only get paid when they get advances and if they recoup. But oftentimes, if I'm a label, if I gave you an advance, it's in my best interest to never let you recoup. 
So anytime you're about to be in the black, I'm going to spend some more money to keep you always in the red, which means you are non-profitable. You get me? A profitable rapper is going to have a lot more leverage than a rapper who you could always tell we're spending more than you're making us. So oftentimes, remember when Tiger said, I've never gotten another, another, um, I've never gotten a royalty payment from cash money. Yes, that's how it goes for most rappers. You get your advance and that's it. So your records is doing millions and getting plaques, but you're not getting extra checks usually. And if you are about to get extra checks, they sign you to another deal and give you way more money in another loan. Again, they rather give you all the money up front for a loan than actually break bread with you on a percentage basis because you're going to realize you're going to get you're getting fucked. Usually when you're recouped on a royalty situation, most artists would get 14 cents on a dollar. But why even get you recouped when we could just front you like rather than those little payments that you're going to see. So every dollar that comes in, you get 14 cents. No, we're just going to give you like two extra million dollars or we'll give you five extra million dollars. We're going to always keep you basically in debt. Now, so, so, so I say all that to say the, 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 the money, the money you saw in the statements, right? That he got paid from, um, the, it said Torin, his income, which would be from the record label, um, through his music. And I think from his public publishing deal, I think all those are correct. I don't think six times made that much money off music this year. I, I don't think so. I'm sorry. Now, is he broke? And this is like the interesting thing about it all, Right. Because he's saying he's only making 2000 a month, this and third. And again, without saying too much, this is where most rappers get really creative, for lack of a better word. Let me just say this. Is 6ix9ine not doing NFTs? Is 6ix9ine not doing all these other things, including like, you know what I mean? Wasn't he doing like, some stuff with Steve will do it. Like he's, he, he's okay. He's okay. He's okay. Are those things reported? Who knows if it needed to be reported? Maybe 6ix9ine didn't directly get paid. Who knows? Again, I don't know the full, the full details about all of his situations. All I can tell you is that, you know, um, and this is where my personal knowledge comes in again. 6ix9ine is okay, but he's definitely not making a lot of music right now. That's true. You got to drop music, drop music, get a label to give you another big advance or drop the shit independently. That's what you got to do. But is he struggling? He's not. Everybody is struggling when somebody sues you for $10 million. Just remember that. The game, quote unquote, is struggling. Yet he keeps getting new cars and keeps doing a lot of shit that would would make you seem like he's rich, but he's struggling because there's a judgment out that he got to pay a young woman $7 million. Ironically, they've accused the game of allegedly having all the payments that come from music and all this shit. They're saying it went, it goes to whack now. Again, there's ways to play with it, but in reality, ain't nobody finna pay out no fucking $10 million. 6 ix still too popular to be dead broke. 
and we haven't seen him do well. We see, we have seen some of the giveaway shit, which is I think those look bad. I don't like when he do that shit. But he's still making income by doing other shit. Now, are those going to be legally on paper with the with with the account? Who knows? And again, if I'm being sued for ten million dollars, and I already put in, I put in the documents because he says. Twenty five thousand is all they they should be entitled to. If the judge agrees with them, be like, oh, they're only entitled to twenty five thousand each. I guarantee you'll pay that fifty thousand today. It's over. Shit's over with. That shit's over with. But you got to play the game. It's like Bow Wow played the. Game. I remember he used to clown Bow Wow one time. They're like, yo, Bow Wow said he only makes twenty five hundred a month. Bro, he's facing child support. You're supposed to flex everywhere but in court. Does nobody understand that? You're supposed to flex everywhere but in court. Didn't 50 do the same thing? He was like, I'm broke. Then they started clowning for being broke. He spelled out broke with a stack of cash. Again, after not putting out music or a lot of music for the last two years, can I say 6ix9ine is one of the richest rappers? I don't think so no more. No. Would I say he's broke? No. 6ix9ine saying he's struggling? Is that real? They're suing me for $10 million. That's the context. I'm not trying to play $10 million. I'll say anything. $10 million. Anything. Yo, I paid $10 million. Yo, what? What? Nigga, I'm blind one out. Nigga, I can't see. I can't, see, I can't hear. What? 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 Uh, y'all broke. I say anything. Fuck. I'm not paying that. I'm not paying that. So I'll say there is some truth in what's being reported. And by the way, 6ix9ine did. 6ix9ine's lawyer wrote that and he signed it. So he's saying that. He said illegally in court, right? Or illegally through a submission, which is that declaration. I am struggling. But this is where you use context. Is he struggling or is he finessing? Finesse, my brother. I'm sorry to say finesse, my brother. Do your thing. Finesse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So anyway, it'll be a good story. I'm not mad at that story being out just because I feel like these stories need to be out to kick him in the ass to put music out. He needs to realize all his counterparts have went past him. All his counterparts by not stopping, by continuously dropping, 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 keeping a foot on their necks, keeping a foot on the pedal. That's how Dirk passed you. That's how all these artists, Lil Baby, ran past you. They did it by never stopping. It's only the music survives. These days, it's probably questionable if the antics and gimmicks are that effective anymore. It's all about the music. Youngboy drops every... Yo, Youngboy just dropped a song yesterday. No announcement, no nothing, just dropped it. You can't ever get too big-headed. And this is for a lot of artists who I see in an interesting place in their career. Why is the little pump dropping like every week? Why isn't he going hard like, yo, I think he's out of his deal too. 
Why is it smoke? Pre- like, what's going on with some of these artists? Do they not want it enough? I don't know. Anyway. It says six nine broke. Holy shit. Sue me for 10 million. I'm broke too. I'm telling you, I niggas that right now. Sue me for 10? I'm broke as shit. Anyway, um. All right, cool. I did want to get to uh uh just kind of hilarious. Just kind of hilarious. Yo, um, what are we doing, man? A fourth dose of the COVID-19 vaccine will be needed. The Pfizer CEO says, but the company working on a one shot to handle all variants. You know, what has been my like whole thing. I think I'm going to get vaccinated at some point. Remember I told you I've been, I, was, I was supposed to get vaccinated. I, I still didn't do it. I've been just like, you know, procrastinating it out. Right. But I'm hoping, right. If I do have to get vaccinated, like it will be, it'll sound better to me to get vaccinated. If. They come up with a all-in-one vaccine. Because my nigga, if I'm four vaccines behind, I'm good. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, all right, I'm too late. The train already left the station. I'm too late. Fuck it. Y'all on your fourth dose? What in the fuck? Four doses just sounds ridiculous. Can't y'all just mix all, all of the vaccine fluid all in one, shake it up real quick, and start injecting that shit? Because if I'm gonna get the if I'm gonna get the vaccine, I'm taking one. I'm not taking five, man. I'm not taking five. Get all the little serums, put it in one, shake well, and let's go now. Let's go. This is ridiculous. And then this is where I'll be having these thoughts about, like, you know, when they call Big Pharma. I don't know why. The more, more, the older I've gotten, I've gotten, like, you know, really, I'm on some conspiracy theory shit now. Like, yo, well, Big Pharma, they would benefit from having more and more vaccines or always we need another dose. And then the CDC and Department of Health would be co-signing it because it's more money for them. You know, I followed the stock market. Moderna was going crazy for a while. Their stock shot up from like 90-something to 300. Why? People needed the vaccine. What does it mean when a stock shoots up like that? It means you're more valuable. It means you're probably going to have more revenue. Whether it's government-aided uh, revenue, because the government got to pay for a bunch of these stuff, but also health insurance, you're getting paid. Like, they're not doing this shit for the good of the world. They're doing this the business for them. So if I work at Pfizer or Moderna, wouldn't it be in the best interest to try to convince people that they got to get more vaccines? Thinking about that shit. It's big pharma. By the way, you know how ironic this is? I've been tracking the stocks. But like, you know, I, I know this is Pfizer I'm talking about Moderna, but Moderna was starting to fall a little bit. It was going up when everybody had to take shit. And now it looked like people are like kind of getting over this COVID shit a little bit like, like they're tired of it. 
it's going down a little bit. You know what everybody's saying? You know, you know, you know what comes out now? Might need a fourth dose. I'm wondering, man. Motherfucking wondering. Okay. I don't know what's going on, man. I, listen, I'm an amateur, but Jesus, something's going on. All right. Anyway, I also want to say, yo, salute the salute the little dirt. Little dirt. Hit me up. Um, you know, I was talking about this on my stream, and I was like, man, you know, because everybody in my stream was like, yo, right, man, yo, Dirk, Dirk should be doing your podcast, bro. And I'm like, bro, nah, I don't really feel like, you know, he necessarily has to. And by the way, he had hit me up. You know, I asked him way long. I'm like, yo, whenever your album comes out, do my podcast, right? And then he had told me, he was like, yo, uh, it's going to come out like in a month or two. We're going to do it, right? And I think just ultimately decided that he was going to do one podcast, but it was whoever he promised to do their podcast, like, you know, the earliest or the longest ago, which was, you know, Wallow and Gilly, which with the uh, million dollars worth of game. And he told me, so, Ack, yo, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I, I promised him a year ago I'm doing one interview and I'm doing it with them and I'm not doing another one. He said, if I do it any, any other press outlets, I'll definitely make sure I do your shit. And, you know, I thought it was reasonable. I'm like, y'all understand. Like, you, you can't expect, like, for you to, despite, you know, and I've supported Dirk a lot. You can't expect for you to just be like, like, I, I've, I've never been that privileged. I've never been that, you know, entitled. So the explanation alone, I respected it. You know why? Because most artists won't give you an explanation. Most artists won't even talk to you like a human. Most artists won't even, like, value your time, value the support you've given them to be like, yo, bro, let me just explain to you whatever, whatever, right? So anyway, I, I brought that up on stream, and I was like, nah, I'm, I'm cool with it, but, my, like, the people who, like, chat is like, yo, yo, nah, you should feel away. That nigga Dirk don't want to, that nigga Dirk don't want to do your podcast after you helped him this and third, blah, 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 blah. So I'm discussing it on stream this and third, and I guess the, the video went up on, like, my little YouTube channel. And Dirk seen it. I'm going to keep it real with you. Dirk hit me. Dirk hit me. And he was like, yo, act, yo, bro, and he's like, yo, I hope you didn't, you're not letting people get in your head or nothing like that, y'all, and didn't take it no type of way. Bro, you know I fuck with you. Like, dog, we gon' like, I told you we gonna do that interview. We gonna get that in, bro. Like, 100%, nigga. Like, I, I stick to my word. You know, and honestly, again, as I said, I've never been privileged or entitled where I don't ever feel like, oh, this nigga got blah, blah. Especially with somebody like Dirk, who's like, you know, we have a really communicative, like, you know, um, like relationship. I respected overall the mere fact that he would deal with me like, despite him being mad lit now, just deal with me like a human. And I know some people might be like, yo, what? Yo, a lot of these artists, man. Yo, I remember, salute to my, my sister who, who I worked with at um, Everyday Struggle in Desca. I remember in the Desca, and I won't mention those artists' names because I ain't trying to have them feel nothing to worry about her. She mentioned a few artists who she was instrumental in helping get a look early on. She gave them an interview. She was working for MTV. She, like, went out of her way to go get an interview with these people and fought for it to get, like, this visibility or whatever the case is. It's when these artists were young. Like, they, they really, they were really nobodies in reality. She fought for the shit. Yo, these artists get big. She'll hit them up for an interview request. First of all, she can't even talk to them directly no more. She got to talk to their man's mans. She sends that request through, like, hey, yo, um, hey, I know you're going to be doing a bunch of press, this and third. Um, you down to, you know, like, just stop by, whatever. Fuck no. They graduated. They graduated. 
They left. They don't want to talk to you no more. It's over. I bet I got this thing right in front of my face. I'm stupid as hell. They moved on with, the, with, with their lives. You get me? So this is why I respect Dirk for that. But anyway, I'm going to bring this right back up. And um, Dirk did do an interview with uh, Gillian Waddle. And he said, right, they asked him, he was talking about his girl. Dirk love India, man. But I ain't going to lie to you. Yo, you know I like Dirk's relationship with India? And let me finish reading this. It says, little Dirk said he's with his girl because she's loyal and she doesn't cheat or have a high body count. And there are women in the comments mad at that. You can't make this up. This generation different. Now, here's what people were mad about. They were like, yo, after all this girl's done for you, this and third, the only thing you can say when asked, why do you like her? Is your mention in her body count? And really, these are the new age ran through scallywags who listen to the city girls who think they can fuck every nigga in town but get a nigga to wife them up like Dirk did India. Now, you know I, another reason I like uh, Dirk in India? Dirk put a, a ring on her finger. And you know, in these days, that means a lot. Marriage these days isn't, you know, of course you have these little celebrity fake marriages real quick, but like people really... The marriage rates are low now. People really aren't going towards being married as much. And there's reasons in both in, in, in on both sides. For sometimes for women, they're like, hey, listen, our career comes first, this and third. Some of them also be like, yo, a lot of these niggas ain't shit. And for a lot of men, it's like, yo, listen, well, why would I get married if we're cool and we're in a relationship? Marriage really helps y'all, not us. You get what I mean? And with Dirk putting a ring on India's finger, it shows the not only the elevated commitment he has to her, but it shows how important she is to him. And all these chicks who have been living and dying on these social media relationships, they all look up to Ari and Moneybag and all these little baby mamas and girlfriends, but they don't really look up to people who are married or getting married no more because nobody getting married. This puts a separation between somebody like India and the rest of these people who are literally, y'all not even really in relationships, y'all in situationships. I think Dirk is just kind of showing you this is a type of woman, at least for him, that he's down to sell down with. He's down to sell down with a girl who loyal. We know she loyal. She busted back at the ops. She got a low body count. Girls don't like these, like hearing that these days because they want they've been told recently, right? They've been told recently by by um by the the city girls, the Magna Stallions, and all the people of this world, like, yo, use your body like a tool and an object to get what you want financially. So now these chicks is ran through. So when somebody says, nah, if you want to get that ring, you should probably have a little body count. They're like, what? What the fuck? This other chick was just telling us if we try to get a Birkin, we need a fuck. You know what I mean? Or deal with niggas, which usually include fucking. So this is why I like their relationship because it's kind of bringing back values a little bit. Now, granted, I know what somebody's probably saying. Yeah, but Dirk got like 10 baby mamas. He never got engaged in none of them. This is what I'm just trying to say. For most women, it, it looks like they want to get to the altar. They want to get married. Except the majority of women only end up being baby mamas and side chicks and girlfriends. 
the same way how y'all look at Aria Moneybag, yo, for character and quality traits that you think you should have to go secure a baller, look at India and in what Dirk said he saw in India to figure out how to get a ring. Don't be ran through. Be loyal. That's a given. Right? What's the other thing you said? And obviously don't cheat. Obviously don't cheat. So it's ironic that women would be getting mad at that because women women love to have their cake and eat it too. Anyway, uh, I did have, uh, I feel like I had a couple more things. What the fuck else did I have going on in this bitch, man? Oh, shit. I don't even want to get into the Kanye and Kim thing, man. I'm just so over it. Yo, in reality, man, if you don't know, so Pete Davidson, like, he leaked through, like, his writing partner, messages between him and Kanye. Kanye, right before Sunday service, was upset that his kids didn't come to Sunday service. He's mad, right? While he's mad, he basically takes that energy, right, and also includes Pete Davidson by saying, yo, not only did my kids not come, get on the flight to come here for Sunday service, which I pushed back just for them, Skeet texts me, while he's in bed with Kim, told my I'm in bed with your wife. I'm gonna just be honest with you. Like, I know people. We don't like Kanye's actions with a lot of things, but there's something scummy about Skeet, bro. There's something scummy about it. I don't know what it is. It's something scummy about it. And I'm not saying there's something like you know, you know. Um, we all know Kanye's moves are usually driven by a lot by ego, but. I just don't think Pete's the victim like we all want to believe. And I think if you read the messages, you realize that he's not the victim. Some people might be like, he's defending himself. But no, I think he was baiting Kanye into a fight. I think he was baiting Kanye into threatening him. I think he was trying to bait Kanye into acting the same way he's been acting erratically. I think Kanye is one of the niggas you could push his buttons in private and he reacts in public. But when he reacts in public, he looks crazy. And as long as you can, I think Drake did the same thing to Kanye. You, you don't think Drake was antagonizing that nigga? Like Kanye kept, Kanye brought up some of the antagonizations. The thing is, nobody cared because Drake never responded, never said nothing. But shit, if there's a rapper that you were at quote unquote odds with and he's texting and fucking every girl around you in your family and it, it looks like he's, tr he's playing like these other type of like weird games, you would kind of get upset as well. But Drake don't look bad in that. You know why? Because Drake wasn't online bitching. That's the only thing Kanye be looking bad at. He be online just bitching like a hoe. That's a fact. But him trying to speak up in trying to be the father like, yo, I don't want my kid on TikTok. Makes sense to me. I know I don't got no kids, but why the hell would you want your kid on TikTok? She ate. If your kid needs TikTok to have some excitement and enjoyment in life, that's a problem. Eight-year-olds need TikTok? Now, also, here's the, here's the thing about the TikTok. And it's not that I care that much about TikTok. It's like when she's on TikTok, it's being viewed by, like, everybody. Also, I think Kanye, you know, he's trying to have his daughter kind of grow up a little bit regular. Man, I think he wants his daughter to grow up and, and love herself, man. Like, listen, you know when kids grow up, they all got, like, certain phases. Everybody had, like, an ugly phase. And I think one of the reasons why why Kylie got surgery early 
Bro, like, while she was growing up and going through purity and going through, like, and I won't even call it the ugly phase, just going through the awkward phase, it's just like, yo, she, she, she was uncomfortable because everybody was judging her. Everybody was giving their opinion on her. And she ran on to the ninth. Like, social media isn't that healthy for, like, young kids. It's not good for even teenagers as much. But it's a difference and an elevated risk if, okay, cool, the teenager who got social media at high school, maybe like 200 people is, is seeing their posts. Now you got somebody growing up where there's millions of people watching you, your body grow and change every day. Listen to your voice crack. Listen to you, listen to you just change as a human being or, or in Kanye's case with Northwest, change as a young woman. Nah, I don't want that type of scrutiny on my daughter if I had a daughter. I don't want that. Also, I hear people saying, well, no, it's a little bit safer because she's with her mom. Well, first of all, who's watching Kim's page? A bunch of fucking horny niggas. I don't want those horny niggas who's watching Kim now coming to watch Kim and my daughter. No. I can understand what Kanye's saying. But then I also ask myself, why, why is Kim so hell-bent on keeping his daughter on TikTok? Unless she's playing games behind the scenes too to kind of defy him. Show him that, yo, listen, your word ain't shit. We run shit. I don't know. I don't know. If you ask me, I hate that, you know, um, it's gotten so uh, at least one-sided public with Kanye's side because, yo, people just think he's doing too much and they think he's a stalker. But after I, if I, after I read everything that Skeet said, I feel like they're antagonizing him a little bit. And I do feel like, I feel like he, he's about to be run through the mud in terms of not being able to have the, right, the same rights as a parent and as a father to grow his own kids. You know, I think there's one thing he said before, and I think he's really trying to stick to it. He don't want to have Northwest 20 years later, right, be motherfucking, you know, exploiting her body for whatever financial or clout gain. And I think he wants to instill that early into his daughter. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, let me see. Last thing I'm going to touch on. What is this? Oh, Jesse Schmollett, man. Jesse Schmollett just got recently sentenced to 150 days in jail. He still maintains he's innocent. His brother's saying that he only got sentenced because he was black. Yo, I really despise people like Jesse Schmollett. You ever know somebody who uses the race card so crazy that, like, it invalidates the race card? That's what I believe Jushi Smollett is trying to do. He's using every fucking PBA card he has in his wallet when he gets pulled over in, um, by the cops. He threw out a gay card a couple times. That didn't work. Now he's doing the black card. You see, you see the people in the LGBTQ community, they know their voice is so powerful, they wouldn't dare get behind a fucking liar. Every time, like, he tries to, like, point out that he's gay, nobody from that community gives a fuck. You know why? Standing behind him will dilute the purpose of what they got going on. You back a liar, now it seems like you're just 
Gaslighting. I think I used that word right. But in the black community, a lot of times we'll support a nigga who's guilty or lying just because he's black. Let's be honest. Now, I don't know if OJ did, but a lot of people thought he did. There was, there was a lot of, there's a huge segment of the population who was like, yo, we just support OJ because we, we tired of niggas not getting off. So, fuck it. OJ innocent. And I see Jussie Schmollett trying to use the same thing. That brother needs to really have a, a, a mental reset where he realizes that, like, bro, we get it. You were trying to be some civil rights gay activist, and it failed. They caught you. You were pretty stupid in planning it. You got snitched on. The best way to come back, especially to the black community, just apologize, dog. Like, we'll forgive you. We'll definitely forgive you. We forgive a lot of shit. We'll forgive you. Just apologize. He comes back and apologizes like, yo, my bad. I was tripping. Like, I was caught up in a lie and I didn't know how to get out of it. He seems sincere. We'll forgive him. But while he keeps trying to double and triple down, I think they got to just keep, like, adding on time to his jail sentence, man. I feel zero sympathy for this nigga. Period. Dudes like that is why we have, you know, strained relations between blacks and whites. It's not only because, quote, unquote, the country's racist and, like, you know, there's systemic racism. It's because motherfuckers have made us just look at people who don't look like us like the enemy. And sometimes it's not only just the, the overtly racist people. It's some of these people who are going to make up shit like this. Because they're trying to be a victim. I'm actually glad that nigga's locked up. Man. I ain't going to lie to you. And I really say that. I'm glad that nigga's locked up. I can't fuck with a lie like that, man. You got enough chances. You should have backed down from that point, man. You a fucking liar, man. Okay. Anyway, um, I just want to say uh, we have a couple great episodes lined up for this weekend. For this week, actually. And I will be going to two cities. I'm thinking about doing a meetup. I haven't told Spotify yet, but they just heard it now. Okay. Um, I want to do an off-the-record meetup. We're going to L.A., and we're also going to Miami. You know Miami's like almost my second home. I'm looking to buy a crib out there. I ain't going to lie to you. But I'm going to, to L.A. to get a couple episodes done. Also going to Miami as well. And while I'm in town, I'm trying to figure something like, you know, I would love to do a live show of uh, uh, um, off the record. I would love to do it. So if we could figure out a way to do it, try to get it done. If not, I'm going to try to do like, I don't know, at least like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do a pop-up shop or some type of meetup, but but something will be dope. All right. Anyway, you guys catch me here on Wednesday. I will have another episode here on Wednesday. Um, make sure you guys hit that notification bell on the Spotify app. And also make sure you rate us five stars. It's your boy DJ Academics. It's been another episode of Off the Record Podcast. I'm out. <laughs>